Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio. Have you ever wanted to become wealthier, healthier, wiser, or just have more time to appreciate the finer things in life? On this show, we reveal what high performers are doing every day to be more successful without sacrificing their personal lives. Early to Rise Radio is sponsored by The Perfect Day Formula. Get your free copy of this game-changing success guide at freeperfectdaybook.com. Now let's get started with today's show. All right, Daniel Woodrum, welcome back to the show, my man. Thanks for having me back, Greg. Yeah, this must be like the seventh time we've had Daniel on the show because it's so important for everyone to hear what he can teach us about productivity. But first, I got I to gotta ask you a very serious question, which is why do you not like Dunkin' Donuts? You spend all your time and money at Starbucks. You have these Starbucks productivity secrets you're going to teach us. But what's wrong with Dunkin' Donuts? I like Dunkin' Donuts donuts. I don't like their coffee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we cut this? No, I mean, me, <laughs> J-Lo and Ben Affleck and I will not invite you over uh, ever. But seriously, you have three kids now. So what, six, four, and one? Uh, five, three, and eight months. Five, three, and eight months. Yep. Very close. Uh, your wife works, you work, you, you're at the gym, you're strong as heck, you're in Starbucks working. How the heck are you pulling all of this off? Just walk me through some of the systems that work for you. Yeah, I mean, I think first it starts with communication with my wife, Brittany. One of the best systems that we've implemented is every Sunday morning, we'll sit down together and we will look at the upcoming week, right? And we plan out like, okay, Daniel, Monday morning, who's going to take the kids to school, right? Who's going to watch Bellamy? Who's going to pick the kids up from school, right? If we have certain any, any appointments. So we're Team Woodrum is what we call ourselves, right? Yeah. And so we're always making sure that we're on the same page. And then also the night before, we also, re, when we're laying in bed, all right, let's make sure that we're all on the same page on who's doing what the next day. How do you keep track of that? Do you like have your own little workbook or do you have a wall thing? So, I mean, one is we have Google Calendar, obviously, but we also have a little calendar on our refrigerator where we can just update it. Like just a little one? Uh, it's pretty large. Okay. <laughs> did did Brittany get off Amazon or something? Yeah, she's got off the okay. Amazon. Yeah. Right. Like a race one. All right. So you do the weekly planning and then kind of like an evening daily huddle. Yes. As a team to make sure that we're both on the same page. And look, it's like things are going to come up, right? So we're always having to communicate. Sometimes we might have to be flexible with that, but it's a really great system that's worked for us because when we didn't do that, there was a lot of frustration. Uh-huh. We both get frustrated with each other because it's like, we're not helping each other out, right? Because we're not communicating. It's just a lack of expectations. What happens if, um, you know, the kids need to be picked up at school and you really want to do something, schedule something, and she really wants to schedule something. How do you, who's the arbitrator of that? <laughs> yeah, I usually will. I usually will give her the ability to put herself first because she is one of the most selfless people that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I know that she makes a lot more sacrifices than I do when it comes to our family. And so I always try to, you know, give it to her first. If you sure. Will. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. So no, let's flip back to where people go wrong mm-hmm. in their own productivity. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs to listen to the show. We have New York Times bestselling authors. We have professional actors and athletes and high paid lawyers and accountants. They all need to get more done. Yep. But they're probably making a few simple mistakes that you see over and over again. So walk us through like some of the most common ones and mm-hmm. how we can fix those. Yeah. So the first one is hitting the snooze button, right? As we always say, is you, you snooze, you lose. So making sure one of the simple hacks that I do is that I will put my phone across the room. So when my alarm goes off, I have to get out of bed mm-hmm. to turn it off, right? It's kind of like a, it's a little interrupt, if you will, because if I can just lean over and hit the snooze button, it's easy for me to go back to sleep. Where if I'm out of bed, I'm like, I'm already out of bed. I'm going to get my day started. So that's one little so hack. Many, so many people always said, to me, 
like when I when I was single, but mm-hmm. well, you should, you know, you can't get up at a different time as your spouse. You know, you're gonna let the alarm go off. Does Brittany sleep through it? So that's a great question. What I do is I actually will put my clothes. I lay out my clothes the night before. That's another little hack that I do, right? Because I want to, I, call I just, it, I just wear the same. Clothes. Well, that too, right? I, I, yeah, I don't wear, but more than five, five outfits, but I call it decision. No, I, I, I'm still sentence. wearing the same things <laughs> And so I put my clothes in our bathroom, in our room, right? So that way, when I, when my alarm sure. goes off, I'll go in the bathroom, I'll get ready. So I don't really disturb her at all. Don't really make a whole lot of noise. And then I'll go out of the so, room. So the you can get the alarm. Pretty quickly. Oh, I, I run to turn that alarm off because I don't want to wake her up. So that Do you use an alarm every day? Like, does it go off every day? Every day, yeah. I mean, there are times where I'll get up before my alarm, but um, Most I don't know how you up. get up without an alarm. Like, I just, well, I'm I, I, I do don't that, get up at the same time every day anymore. Yeah. So it's random when I get up. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm fortunate where if I it's later than I want it to be, I'm okay. But 99% of the time, 90% of the time, it's earlier yeah. than what I expected. Okay, so you, so you, you know, you're ninja, ninja changing, and then you sneak back out. And do you go right off to Starbucks right away? So it depends. When I, when I don't have the morning routine with the kids, I will go straight to Starbucks. Luckily, my Starbucks opens up at 4.30, which is pretty early. Wow, I've yeah. never heard that yeah. before. Most of them are 5 or 5.30, yeah. So I'll get there about 5.35, 5.40. And then I was actually talking to Gavin about this earlier today. I used to just go to Starbucks and I would have a couple of hours where I would get things done. But I've actually realized where if I can actually set an hour and only stay at Starbucks for an hour, I'm more focused, right? Because I know I don't have time to waste. So having those boundaries has significantly helped me as well stay focused in the morning. Ah, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, definitely that's a Parkinson's law thing and the power of the deadline to get stuff done. Okay, so people do not hit snooze. Now, how you do not hit snooze is you get to bed on time. (laughs) Yes. How does your family of three children, plus you and Britt, and one dog or two dogs? One dog. One dog. Get to bed on time, especially if you want to hit all those sunsets. You, you know, so one of Daniel's goals last year is watch all these sunsets. Oh, 100? 200. 200. Yeah. Now in... June, the sun, what time's the sun going down? Oh, in June, the sun's going down at nine o'clock. Yeah, so what's bedtime for everybody? Yeah, so the kids go down at seven o'clock and we are very routine with our kids. Like they get up at the same time each morning. My daughter, who's five, actually has an alarm clock. Like I want to teach her these good habits and discipline now. Mm -hmm. So she gets herself up. She gets mainly herself ready. We lay out the kids' clothes the night before so they can get themselves up and ready. So two older kids go down at seven o'clock. Usually our daughter, Bellamy, is eight months. We'll go down about eight o'clock or so. Okay. My wife and I, you know, we'll hang out. Sometimes we'll watch TV. We're not big TV people. Sometimes we'll watch TV until about nine o'clock. I go to bed anywhere between nine and nine thirty, no later than nine thirty. A lot of times my wife will stay up until ten thirty or so. So mm-hmm. she'll go to bed a little bit later, but also I get up a little bit earlier. So we do have that little different schedule. Okay. So it's pretty regiment. It's regiment, very yeah. regiment. Okay. Very regiment. And then that's the way that you can then regiment the morning. Absolutely. So someone comes to you as a coaching client and they're all over the place mm-hmm. with, with that routine. How do you get them? trained? How do you get them to see the value in it? How do you get them quick victories in this so that you start building the habit of that routine? Yeah. So well, typically, let's say that somebody, I ask them, what is your ideal wake up time? And let's say they said six o'clock right now, they're getting up at eight 30, right? Like we're not going to go from eight 30 to six yeah. o'clock. You're going to set yourself up for failure. This is one thing I learned from you many years ago, Craig is like, let's do 15 minute increments, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're getting up at eight 30, let's do eight 15 for the next week, right? Get compliant with that. Compliance breeds confidence, get some quick wins, right? Same thing with bedtime. If, you're, if your ideal bedtime is at nine o'clock, you're going to bed at 10 o'clock. Let's do nine 45 for the first week or so. Get compliant 
audience. And then every, every week or so, we'll backtrack at 15 minutes until you can ultimately find that sweet spot in terms of your wake up and bedtime. Okay. And then what struggles do people usually have with that? Like, because to me, Mm-hmm. The bedtime is the most boring but most <laughs> keystone habit because if you can get to bed on time, everything kind of mm-hmm. dominoes from there. But it's it is it's boring, and for a lot of people that want to get up on time, the reason is they're just doing a million things at night. So what usually stops people, and how do you help them curb these bad habits at night? Yeah, I mean, obviously, usually it's watching TV, right? Being our electronics. So we always say like, if you can get off your electronics an hour before your bedtime, set an alarm at the trigger. I'm a big believer in triggers, right? So if you're not used to this, it's not a habit yet. Set your alarm to trigger to go off at say eight o'clock. All right. Eight from eight o'clock till nine o'clock until my bedtime. I'm not going to be on electronics. I mean, spend time with your significant other, go take a bath, read a book, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Get yourself off the uh, electronics. That's a big thing. Another thing for me is like, I have a non-negotiable. I get up at the same time. So if I go to bed at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, that's on me. I'm still going to go up at the same time the next morning, right? So I'm basically just punishing myself, if you will, by not going to bed on time. Yeah. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What, and then on the flip side, for people that come in, you know, I've been in the exercise industry forever. Mm-hmm. People that have not had an exercise habit or health, healthy habits, how do you get them on board with that? How do you get them quick victories and through small wins there? Yeah. I mean, I, my philosophy is like, think big, start small. That's one of the biggest mistakes people make. If you're not working at all and you're going to say you're going to go to the gym five days per week, you might make that work for week one and then you're going to fail, right? Because it's just overwhelming. You're, you're overtaxing your body and everything. So one thing that I would say is like, let's just take, can we commit to a 10 minute walk? Mm-hmm. Can we just go for a micro walk for 10 minutes, once or twice per day? Let's start with that first, right? Let's go to the gym one day per week. Like just get those small wins, build that momentum, build that habit, build that confidence. And then we can slowly progress from there. So you, you said that phrase micro walk, which is something that you're posting about all the time, yeah. you write little articles about the time. You're really, really on this kick. So <laughs> explain am. it to everybody, explain all the benefits, what you've seen. Um, you know, it's not just for you. Like sure. you have proof that, you know, client X did this and, and all of a sudden they got these benefits. So give us the whole shtick. Yeah. My game is, the whole my, Daniel my Woodrum is to make this famous Bible of it's micro so walks. powerful. So micro walks, most people, traditional walking things, you gotta, you gotta walk for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour long, 10,000 steps. 10, steps, right? Which is, which is great. But even for myself as a health guy, as a busy entrepreneur, have kids, right? A lot going on. Like I could not find myself 30 or 45 minutes to go for a walk. Or if I did 15 minutes in the walk, I'm like, I've got enough walking in. Let me just turn back around and go home. And I'm like, how can I actually get the minimum effective dose of something that we talk about, you know, back in the fitness days. And so I was like, what if I could just go for a five or 10 minute walk and take these little micro walks anywhere from two to three times per day, sometimes upwards of four times per day, you know, and look, it could be taking my dog for a walk, could be taking my daughter for a walk, could be going by myself. Ideally, I don't take any phones, any electronics with me. I'm not perfect with that, but that is a goal of mine. And so what I found, Craig, is that, and for for other clients as well, is that by taking these little micro walks, right, it is a great way to get away from your computer screens, Mm -hmm. regain your focus, regain your productivity, get some extra steps in, right? And it's able to be have structured breaks because the problem is most people work for two or three hours and then they end up taking a break, but it's not structured. So they get on social media, they go on YouTube, right? They're doing things that are not productive. So if you can take a scheduled five or 10 minute micro walk break, come back in, you're going to be refocused and also you get the health benefits of it as well. Yeah. And uh, one of the guys coming to the mastermind here, a guy named Dr. Drew Jameson from Vancouver, he, for a long time, he's just 
he just posts like his feet walking and he said calls him 10 minute walks. Yeah. So you'll uh, you'll be able to have a good connection yeah. with him. Now, I know what people are thinking, but I live in Winnipeg or I live in Denmark or I live in Siberia and I can't just go outside. But I will tell you that my wife bought this thing called a walking pad okay. off Amazon. It's 300 bucks and it's basically of a good treadmill that you, that's probably not even as far as I can reach out my arms. It's And so 300 bucks off Amazon. So it's not like you got to get a $5,000 right. treadmill anymore. This thing looks pretty durable. Yeah. And she was using it a lot over Christmas time. So I know that the excuses are, are really, yeah, I mean, of course really it, gone. it's always better to go outside, right? But like you said, obviously in the winter months, even in me in the summer months in, in Charleston, when it's a hundred degrees outside, yeah. it's, it's not very fun. So. All right. Good, man. Okay. So then people have a problem getting up. People mm-hmm. have a problem going to bed. What are some of the other things that just hold people back from being more productive over the course of their actual workday? So when they, you know, quote unquote, get in the office or when they go to their home office and they're in work mode, what are some of the things that still stop them from squeezing more juice out of the productivity? Yeah, I mean, one is, you know, you probably heard, you've heard me say this, Craig, is being busy is not a badge of honor, right? And the way that I look at being busy is just having this long to-do list, which is most people do. They've got 20 or 30 things on their to-do list, whether it's a to-do list or just sticky notes everywhere, which is a whole other discussion that just drives me crazy because yeah. I used to be that guy. <laughs> but the whole point being is that you need to have what I call priority planning. What are the two or three things tops, right, that you need to get done every single day to move your business forward? So one thing that I do, Craig, is I have a Google Doc, right? And uh-huh. so at the end of each day before I wrap up my work day, I go on my Google doc, I put the date for the next day and I write out two or three priorities that I need to get done for me to have a definition definition of success for the next day. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also put two or three bullet points. I call it the bullet point hack yeah, under yeah. those priorities. And this is just a little outline It's action steps because again, I don't want to have to think about things. I want to be able to open up my computer. Okay. Priority one is this. Here are the two or three action steps that I need to take in order to work on this priority. And so that's one thing I would encourage everybody to do is get rid of your to-do list focus on a priority list. So that's number one. Number two is you need to have an organized desk workstation, right? If we talk about having the six feet arm roll, have your, your arms are six uh, feet, um, yeah, six feet yeah. arm roll. Yeah, have your arms out and just do a little 360 rotation. The Gavin rule. <laughs> right, yeah. So Eight like, feet. <laughs> pick up Gavin and twirl him around your office. You're, you have nothing in sight. Everybody, everybody, you know, so instead of selling books on Amazon, I'm just going to start selling cardboard cutouts of, Amazon, of Gavin on Amazon where he will just come in. You cannot, <laughs> Gavin cannot touch anything. He's got uh, like little magnets yes. on his hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so basically like anything that's with arms reach can be a distraction. Keep your right? phone one Gavin, <laughs> Gavin length away from you at all times. So you used to be a sticky note monster. Oh, yes. What was it a problem for you? Why is it a problem for most people? And how did you transition out of that? Well, first of all, I, I was, I mean, it's embarrassing. I, mean, I, had, I would have sticky notes on my computer screen. First of all, I would lose them all the time. They would fall off my computer screen. I'd find them in my bag two days later. Like, oh, I was supposed to do that two days ago. Secondly is to me, it's just overwhelming because you've got all these sticky notes that are staring at you in the face and you're thinking, oh my God, I've got 20 things to do, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you just had one document, whether it's a Google doc, it could be a journal, it could be a notebook. It doesn't really matter. It's just more organized and it's less stressful and overwhelming. Yeah, I think so too. And then you keep your to, your priority list on a Google document. How do you recommend the, I mean, is that what you recommend for everybody or what other systems have you seen work for other people that are your clients that you don't do, but you think is actually a good system? for you? Yeah. I mean, there's a, 
what's it called? The Notion, I believe. Notion app. I think that's yeah, Notion app. app. There's one that I, I have some clients use as well. I have some clients that prefer like a, a Google Sheet, which I'm just a Google Doc guy. Some people are just old school. They just have a notebook and every day yeah. they flip the page, which is fine. And I always tell people it's not so much about find the system that works for you, right? The Google Docs works for me. And then at the end of each day, I actually do an end of day reflection on that Google Doc under okay. my priorities. So it's, just, it's like my brain dump where I can just keep it track of everything. <laughs> I hear this all the time. How do I figure out what my priorities are or what my, I don't know, you know, I've got all these things. How do I figure out which one? Yeah. So one thing that you could do is, or I'd recommend doing is that again, ideally you're planning out your entire week on a Saturday or Sunday morning, right? Write out what are the main things that I need to accomplish this week on a high level. Mm -hmm. And then as you're setting your priorities each day, just look at those that are on the top of the document, the top of your notebook, and you've got clarity, you've got a vision of what needs to happen. And then you can adjust or you can set your day and plan your day according to your goals for the week. Okay. All right, so we have got everybody getting to bed on time, therefore getting up on time, therefore getting into their priority, ending the day, listing the priority of the next day. What about the phone? How have you conquered the phone? Oh, I'm glad you asked this. So, and I got this from you, Craig. You'd said that I think a client had told you about an Opal app that he was using. Yeah, I can't remember who told me yeah. about it. Now that I and you put in a weekly uh, accountability email, and as soon yeah. as I saw it, I was like, I have, I've got a problem. We're all addicted to our phones, right? People get paid a lot of money to make sure we're addicted to our phones. And for me, it was mainly social media and YouTube as well. So what when you recommend that Opal app, I literally stopped everything I was doing and I went and purchased it for ninety nine dollars for a year subscription. Mm -hmm. And just to give people an idea, the way that it works is basically you can set up certain times of the day where it blocks certain apps on your phone and you can you can tell it what you want it to block on your phone. And so what I have been doing now, Monday through Saturday, I don't do it on Sunday. Sunday's kind of, I get up at the same time Sunday, but it's kind of like my free day, uh -huh. if you will. But Monday through, Monday through Saturday from 4 a.m. till 7 a.m., all my apps on my phone are blocked. The only thing I can get is a phone call or text message in case, you know, I'm at Starbucks and Brittany's get a hold of me kind of thing. But I cannot go on anything on my phone from four to seven. So the way I look at that is that's 936 hours for the entire year that if you do the math, that I've got focused work time where I'm not going to be distracted on my phone. Because I tell people willpower will break you every single time. Like I'm, I'm very self-motivated, self-disciplined. That dang phone gets me every time if I don't put those systems and buffers in place. Nice. Nice. Okay, great. So now we've got our phone taken care of. We have all the other stuff done. Walk us through what to do if you kind of lose motivation with your afternoon hack. Because um, I had a client of mine, a guy named Christian, who thought this is really great because there's a lot of times where, you know, he's still at work because he feels like he should yeah. just be putting in the hours, yeah. doesn't know what to do, probably waste the hours that he could have spent. You know, he's got hobbies. He's got kids. He could be doing anything else. So what is the thing that when when people who have had a good productive day and are really just grinding and slogging it out and getting about 30 minutes of work done in two hours, mm -hmm. which is a waste of time. What should they be doing instead? Yeah, so I call this the head start session, right? So in the afternoon, like you said, most people lose productivity, lose focus, lose creativity. It's like you've gotten most of your priority work done, but it's like, well, I feel like I still need to work some. Why not cheat for the next day and do a head start? So there's probably, there's we all have things that we must do on a daily basis, whether it's every single day or certain days of the week. Just look ahead at the next day and say, okay, I've got this 45 minute or hour block of time in the afternoon that I'm otherwise not gonna be productive. How can I do some of the 
task that I need to get done tomorrow and get a head start. Mm -hmm. And it's a really great tool that's worked really well for me and other coaching clients. Another thing, Craig, I would say is that if you do end up losing focus in the afternoon, do a midday check-in with yourself. Set your alarm to go off at one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, reset. Okay. How did my morning go? Right. What do I still need to accomplish by four or five o'clock before my day ends? And it's just a good reset to really evaluate and reflect on how your day is gone and what do you need to do to finish the day strong. Awesome. So you spend a thousand dollars a year at Starbucks. <laughs> you yes. go there from for from anywhere from one to three hours. Is it yeah. now almost an hour? Every now day? it's pretty. Yeah, it used to be three hours. Now it's an hour to hour and a half tops. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And. You just have black coffee? Black venti coffee. Every single time I walk in, they know my name. They they actually have the coffee. Like, they'll see me walk in. They have the coffee ready for me. And then mm. some days, which is a good hat, guys, if you get there early enough, they don't have the registers ready yet. They'll just give me the free coffee. Here you go. Like, and I'm, So I'd say half the day is I get a free coffee, which is nice. I can't believe it opens at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Because every, everywhere I ever go, like staying at Airbnbs and stuff, you, you like Google all the coffee shops. They're all open at seven o'clock. Yeah, it makes no sense. Trust me, crazy. I have no idea how these people operate. <laughs> so 4.30 in the morning, man, that I might even have to just move to Charleston for that particular reason. <laughs> so you go in there, you know, you have your priority to, uh, list. You go in there, you've done a little bit of bullet point hacking the night before. You sit down, you work on your number one priority. You're, you're blocked from going on apps and, and YouTube. What do you watch on YouTube, by the way? So I'm a big sports guy. Okay. And so there's like ridiculous talk show stuff like Dan Patrick, oh, Colin, all these guys. That's the garbage. It, of all I, garbage it is garbage. Stuff. So I actually deleted this year, actually deleted the YouTube app on my phone. Uh -huh. And so because it, it, I would convince myself it's only 30 minutes, right? I'm like, why am I listening to this crap? Yeah. I would get all fired up. Stupid. <laughs> so you drink the coffee, you do the work. And then how do you transition into the rest of your day to keep the productivity going? Yeah. So. This is another thing that I do is I actually have three different spots that I call in like, I believe your environment is a big factor into your, into your success and productivity. So Starbucks is my morning productivity time. I do all of my calls and meetings in the guest, we have a little guest house behind our house, which we have an oh, office set up. Okay. So that's where I do all my calls and meetings. And then my head start session in the afternoon, I sit in our back patio and do that. We have a little like table in the back patio. So I'll sit there and do the work. So it's just, I think one is, I think it's just good to have a different environment. Some people can just stay in the same spot all day, which is fine. But for me, what I found is changing my environment around and doing certain things during the day has just really helped with my focus, productivity, and just not getting so bored being in the same spot all day. Awesome. So, so for people listening and they're, they're not as productive as you, <laughs> where do you tell them to start first? So the number one thing that I would tell you to do is priority planning. So the, the, the day before, the evening before, I want you to set an alarm to go off at 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Let's just say whatever the end of your workday is, 30 minutes ahead of time. So if your end of day is 5 o'clock, 4.30, set an alarm to go off. I want you to write out what are the three things that I must get done tomorrow to have success. I want you to write out two or three bullet points under each of those. Okay. I want you to right now, stop watching this. Pay $99 for the Opal app because I swear that is the biggest thing that's helped me in the last year. It's an absolute game changer. And then I also want you to determine what is your uh, wake up time. And if it, what's your ideal wake up time? What is your current wake up time? If it's way off, do the 15 minute increments that we talked about uh, earlier. Yeah. And, and so the reason why we're so obsessed with this is because Daniel has three kids. I have two kids and we want to spend more time with our kids. Yeah. So what is your use of cutoff times in your workday? Because I imagine like you, um, like me, we like our work mm -hmm. and we'd be happy to do more of it, but we don't 
we don't want our work to get in the way of our family. So what is your end of day cutoff routine? How do you do that? Do you have an alarm? What's the system that allows you to go from being super coach to super dad? Yeah. So I do not take any coaching calls past four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Most days I actually don't have any calls past two o'clock. I just set it up like that. There are a couple of clients that just based on their times so that I have to do a little bit later. So Right. If the end of my day is at four o'clock, again, same thing, set an alarm for 30 minutes ahead of time. And that's when I do my priority planning on my Google Doc. I reflect on my day and then shut my computer off. And I actually don't do any computer work in the house. I only do computer work in the guest house or in the back patio. So I don't do any work in the house unless it's like an absolute emergency. Um, and I actually don't do any work on my phone either. Like I, I don't email on my phone. I just have that system in place mm-hmm. where I'm not tempted to do any work. So, and then, and then so, you, so you're done work at 4, 4 o'clock. Yeah, 4, 4.30. Awesome, the latest. That is inspirational. Everybody watching this, like just understand that if Daniel is this busy and he can do it, then I know that you're busy, but you can do it too. Daniel, is there any last uh, piece of advice you want to share with everybody before we go? Because these productivity hacks are amazing. And that's why we're doing the productivity hack cheat codes training, because we're going to give people back thousands of hours every year. Yeah. I mean, we've learned the power of mindset from Coach Gavin. Being busy is not a, a batch of honor. Like if somebody asks you, how are you doing? Thing, but I'm, I want to be productive. I'm productive. I am not busy. Like, I think just that mindset shift has been an absolute game changer for me the last couple of years. And I really feel like I've really doubted in my productivity because right. I've had to with so many kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's the productivity hack. Have, right? more, have, have more kids. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. All right. So, Daniel, awesome work, man. Really appreciate Thanks, it, Craig. brother. Appreciate like it. always, we'll have you back on the show very soon. And, um, you know, so Daniel and I, we have the productivity cheat codes training. And then we have the California Mastermind in May, May 1st, the 3rd in Southern California with Bedros, with Jason Capital. If you want to attend either of those trainings, just drop us a message down below and say training, and we will make sure that you have all the information because we're going to change your lives, help you get more done and dominate in business and life. We'll talk to you soon.